The Urbanist is brought to you in association with the Department of Culture and Tourism, Abu Dhabi. Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi is a beacon of hope and inspiration. A catalyst to spark growth and collaboration with museums and experiences, where art and science and nature and technology coexist. The belief of Abu Dhabi that culture is the backbone of our society. Stay tuned for a special episode of the show, in which you can hear His Excellency Mohammed Khalifa Al-Mubarak explain exactly why and how Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi is the perfect place to collaborate, create, and innovate. Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi, proud partner of The Urbanist on Monocle Radio. St Anne's Anglican Church in Toronto's Dundas West neighbourhood broke architectural tradition when it was constructed in 1907 in the Byzantine Revival style. Beyond its standout structure, though, the building impresses with its interiors too, boasting rare paintings from Canada's famed Group of Seven. You're listening to Tall Stories, a monocle production, brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist. I'm Andrew Tuck. In this episode, Mandy Sinclair explores how St Anne's came to be and what it means to its surrounding neighbourhood. Toronto's Dundas West neighbourhood can be defined simply as hip, trendy and even arty. Lining the blocks that comprise the neighbourhood are independent cafes, hotels and boutiques, Michelin-recommended restaurants, colourful street art and galleries showcasing local artists, and even a bar whose interiors recall those of famed Spanish architect Antoni Gaudi. But slightly off the main drag stands the yellow brick St. Anne's Anglican Church, a landmark that has an edge of its own in the neighbourhood. The building's expansive and grand exterior on Gladstone Avenue in Toronto recalls a time when churchgoers were plentiful and a new, larger church was required to accommodate the rapid congregational growth in the early 1900s. But its architecture, the church was built in the Byzantine Revival style, a style often associated with Eastern European religions, rather than Gothic style typical of the Anglican Church of Canada, and the artworks decorating the church, make the building truly unique. The church broke with architectural tradition after the parish reverend at the time traveled to Constantinople while on sabbatical to study church architecture. He returned inspired by the city's famed Hagia Sophia. When I stopped by the Toronto church for a tour, Father Don Byers shared that upon the reverend's return, he took to convincing the parishioners to build an expansive church that plays off of the building that now serves as a mosque in Istanbul. A central dome and vaulted roof replaced rows of columns as was standard at the time. It took some convincing, but the parishioners eventually agreed, and construction started in 1907. In 1908, the church opened its doors. Today, stepping inside one of the three arched doorways, the church feels like also stepping into an art gallery. And a fine display of art mixing with architecture typical of the arts and crafts movement. Textured mosaics, stunning stained glass windows, and multi-dimensional paintings by famed artists depicting biblical references and sculpted reliefs add decorative elements to the immense interiors. 
Recalling Hagia Sophia's impressive mosaics at St. Anne's Anglican Church, small mosaic tiles in sparkling blues, soft pastels, and bold golds line the walls in the space surrounding the altar and creating a shimmering effect. But perhaps the most intriguing artworks within the building are those left behind by members of Canada's famed and globally recognized Group of Seven, a collective renowned for their prolific paintings of Canadian landscapes between 1920 and 1933. In 1923, J.E.H. MacDonald, Fred Varley, and Frank Carmichael, three of the seven artists comprising the group, left their only religious artworks behind within the sanctuary. Like the building, the paintings were also inspired by Byzantine art. And 100 years later, the paintings continue to adorn the walls. On the apes, the artists have illustrated six of the nine biblical stories surrounding the chancel. This is also a rare occasion when the group painted the human figure. Their claim to fame, after all, was painting landscapes on canvas featuring backcountry scenes from remote areas, including Algonquin Park, Georgian Bay, and even far north to Baffin Island in Canada's Arctic, to name a few. A closer look at J.E.H. MacDonald's scene depicting the stilling of the storm, one can see a hint of landscape painting making its way into the pentative. The choppy waters and moody clouds may recall waters of Canada's unpredictable Georgian Bay, an area MacDonald was known to capture on canvas. Artist Charles Varley left more than just a painting of the well-told story when he depicted the nativity scene. Father Don pointed out during our visit that Varley actually painted himself kneeling next to the manger. The artist was, after all, the group member most renowned for his portrait artwork. Four Old Testament prophets, Moses, Jeremiah, Isaiah, and Daniel, painted by the three group members, remain on the dome with sculpted reliefs below by Canadian sculptors Francis Loring and Florence Weil. Though not a member of the group of seven, Thoreau MacDonald, J.E.H.'s son, left his mark too within the apes, having depicted the rising of Lazarus and St. Anne and St. George. And original sketches of his two works are said to have elements typical of Ontario landscapes, pine trees so common throughout the province, and even the provincial flower that blooms every spring, the trillium. Today, St. Anne's is more than just a religious building. With touches from the Group of Seven, the church was declared a National Historic Site in 1996. Public tours are available upon request or following service on the first Sunday of each month. Tall Stories is a monocle production from the team behind The Urbanist. This episode was written by Mandy Sinclair and produced and edited by David Stevens. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to receive new episodes every week. I'm Andrew Tuck. Goodbye, and thank you for listening, city lovers. City lovers.